0: Welcome to episode 11.5 of the Black Jackson Estate. We're talking about history. If you
1: missed part one, go back to episode 11. We're jumping in. So, the history tour was announced on May 29th, 1996. The debut concert was in, and please forgive me if I say this wrong, uh, Letha Park in Prague. Um, and it was, and it opened with 125,000 fans. Um, the history tour was really unique. It was primarily a European tour. The only dates that Michael did in the United States were two concerts in Honolulu, Hawaii, at Aloha stadium. Um, and that was January 3rd and January 4th, 1997. He was the first artist to sell out those, that stadium in Honolulu. Um, History was was one of those tours where, you know, if you if you see the footage um, on YouTube, there are a lot of YouTube videos of different dates uh, in different cities. Um, It was um, it was a unique tour Um, for the most part. um, His set list was, as with everything, a mix of, you know, some of his his hits and and his newer uh, his you know the old songs as Michael like to say and some of the the songs from the history album, um, but this tour he didn't really want to do. He wasn't really super enthusiastic about it. Um, and most of the the songs, most of the the tour was actually lip syncs, which is um, why User One is not a a huge fan uh of the (laughs) tour um it was bad he actually
0: that last stop of dangerous in mexico city where elizabeth took him to rehab he lip-synced the whole thing he was barely dancing like he hit a moonwalk that it walked
1: but it wasn't on the moon right definitely in mexico city And, you know, like in prepping for this podcast, uh, user one and I watched uh, the Taiwan, um, I believe it was the Taiwan uh, show um, for history. And, you know, it's one of those things where like Michael was, even if he was impaired, he was, it was so ingrained in him what he was doing that he could still put on a decent show and be completely incoherent, right? Um, and that show, he wasn't incoherent, I will say. But I, 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 you know, I went through on my Petty to see how many songs he actually dropped a vocal on. And of his entire set list, so the set list reads like this. So he had uh, Great Gates of Kiev, which was his intro. So if you watch the show, it was this, like, m- you know, starts with Mission Control, this is Michael. He does this whole, like, space-age ship through time. Um, which is really cool to watch, um, especially for like 1996, 1997. It's a very cool graphic. Um, He goes from that into Scream, um, a medley of Scream, They Don't Care About Us, and In the Closet. Um, From there, he goes to want to be starting something, Stranger in Moscow, Smooth Criminal, You Are Not Alone, The Way You Make Me Feel, And then he goes into a J5 medley. And we all know what that is. Uh, You know, I want you back the love you. Save. I'll be there. Um, then he goes to rock with you and off the wall and don't stop till you get enough. That song was cut from the show, probably, you know, two or three shows into the actual tour. Um, then we have Billie Jean thriller beat it. Um, Come Together and DS was performed on the first leg of the tour. It was replaced on the second leg of the tour with Blood on the Dance Floor. That was a wise decision. And, and then we have Dangerous, Black or White, Earth Song, Heal the World, and History. So that was the entire set list for the tour. Of those, you know, 20-ish songs that Michael performed, he only actually sung On seven of the songs, most of those were. Seven out of how many? Um, well, if you count the medleys as one song, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Nineteen songs. So t- almost twenty almost twenty songs he sung on actually less on than seven. half. And most of it was ad lib at the end. So right, like so he would lip sync the entire song and then, you know, like at the end of like uh you know one uh you know, you're not alone, he would say, Not alone, not alone, you know. So it, it wasn't like an he was actually singing, like he'd lip sync most of the song. Um and so I think, you know looking back 25 years later, right? If I was in that stadium with Michael Jackson dancing and lip syncing, it's almost like a Britney Spears effect. I don't care. I know you're not singing. That's fine. I just want to be in here and bop out. Right. But looking back 25 years later to the actual show, I'm sure as a fan, it was probably a little disappointing, right? Well, does anyone, let's just be honest. Let's say you're a 15 year old fan who's never seen Michael Jackson before, have you been cheated if he shows up on the history tour and lip syncs more than 50% of the show and, you know, and he gives the show that he gives knowing that his prior shows have been majority live, majority their live performances. And he shows up on history and gives you this very, very different, experience have you been cheated out of your ticket price i think well, he added the visuals i think yeah. he went he
0: the the history tour was so the set was so big that they had to use a military sized plane to land the stage
1: you know he he showed up that's that's half the battle with michael at this point um so If he actually showed up, then that is your ticket right there. But nobody Um, wants your half ass. I mean, I would feel like you got cheated if we... And I'm not talking about the youth and the stamina. I'm talking about the effort. I'm talking about... He didn't want to do it. He he had to do it. He didn't want to do
0: it, right? And six six magic words, I have to preserve my voice, have always stuck with me. (laughs) When he said that shit, that was the day
1: I learned the real Michael Jackson... (laughs) <laughs> does not like singing lot. I get it. He didn't want to do it. That tour grossed almost $200 million. I get it. He didn't want to do it. They, Sony made their money back. But I think about, again, that kid who this is their first time seeing Michael. And I'm not talking about people who've been following him around the world. I'm talking about someone who this is your first time. You, I, I certainly think you deserved more than him not even showing up to sing or have background singers truly or musicians truly like, isn't that why Greg Fillingain said he did not do this tour because of what they wanted him to do, which, was essentially like just it. nothing yeah, and fake. And he said, I'm a musician. Yeah. You know, I, I, I love Michael. Went with Michael and faked it. Well, I think, I think he Me was, too. I think there's something, I think he was very gracious in talking about that tour because he had been with Michael since the seventies. And he had had a lot. He had been through with Michael, period. Right. Don't Stop Till You Get Enough, which was a big in part. You know, he added a lot to that song. He had been with Michael from the 70s all the way through. And I think he was very gracious in talking about it. But I think he was just like, no, I can't. That's not my standard for me. And I can't give that to to, to the audience. And. I mean, the history tour, to me, was just one of those ones where, like, I really think it was Michael doing what the record company wanted him to do because he didn't want to do it, and you kind of got what you got, which was... He damn sure didn't want to go. Yeah. You kind of like got what you He did want to make a bomb-ass set, and he didn't... And he didn't want to spend that money. Let's not add that. Let's not not act like he didn't want to spend the money he was getting. Well, from I his mean, Jer- he, in a lot of ways, you know, he's
0: like Jermaine. He always. Oh, now it. we can talk about Jermaine. I'll tell you this. One thing about Joseph's two boys, Michael and Jermaine, they can get a budget. Now, listen. <laughs> a Michael, how the fuck did Mike. Like, we talk about Jermaine getting a budget for 20 something albums. Like, he realistically did like 15 to 20 albums for real between Motown and Arista. So. Michael with the, what album number is this? Is this one number six? This is nine like six. This is, this is his ninth nine. This
1: is ninth album. For summon? Oh, not for summer. Are
0: you I was about to, are you adding in Jackson's albums or something? Yeah. So
1: this is his uh ninth studio album. They had a couple so of them to add, yeah. And this is Motown Plus Sony, yeah. Okay.
0: So that's his ninth studio album. That's his ninth budget. One of the It's probably only like the fourth or fifth that he's had soul control over. Why not get a big ass stage? And then pay, did you see, Michael had to pay an extra $200,000 to land the plane at military bases? Because... It was a private plane. It wasn't a military plane. So if you need to use a military base for your plane and you're a civilian, it's 200 stacks. And he did that for a tour, but
1: wouldn't sing on it. Well, the, and here's the here's the interesting thing, right? I just want to so, throw it out there. Yeah, he did all of that for a tour. He was well, committed to not singing. He didn't it feel like singing shit. The only song he <laughs> from start to finish on this tour, was "Wanna Be Starting Something." Oh, he you was think like, that was his bop? That was that the, was his bop. because yeah. right? he was out of like, breath still know, singing that was and talking about the. <laughs> Everything else <laughs> so This is the good thing about it, right? When he started with... Scream was the first song that he did, right? And he did this really cool, like... His vocals on that were really cool because, you know, he sang Janet's part. So it was really cool hearing his interpretation Janet! of her. Yeah, he but, said... I liked it, too. Liked it was it. cute. He turned into Frank Sinatra. His my interpretation way, baby. of her verse yeah. was great. But... You know, to go from that into, you know, he went from that into wanna be starting something, right? That medley of scream, they don't care about us in the closet, into wanna be starting something. And he was so out of breath and it was just a <laughs> lot going on, right? But that was the only song he actually sang because I think that's the only song he actually likes singing.
0: I think that is w- probably in his top three because it made it on every tour after he made it did it not I mean it made it into this is it, it,
1: did. it, made it into Michael fucked else. with that song everything else he was like I'm not, I'm not singing shit he I think if that. he hated Billie Jean he loved one of these times I mean, I mean and, and yeah, I and Thriller, I mean Thriller was even that was doing too much. I mean, he had the mask and everything. And I said I don't even know why he got his mic mic up to his face because we know and uh, this is the nineteen eighty uh was the nineteen eighty four version of the song all, uh, They didn't even try to redub it. Like it was just
0: I think every tour the mask would just get bigger and bigger as <laughs> a bigger cat. <laughs>
1: Right,
0: the magic trick at the end just got
1: more. Oh yeah, the coffin, the
0: coffin. Let's not forget the fucking coffin, like Michael. What? And wasn't that David Copperfield shit? Yeah, yeah, yes. How much do you think that was in the budget? If the planes had to pay an extra two k to land, and you already got thirty m's for the shit, how?
1: How much of that budget when to David Copperfield choreograph that? He didn't That's care. Right. Didn't make him no difference. He won't come out of his pocket. Sony had a, a Michael piece to their budget. They were like, he's going to want to do some things, y'all. Yeah, remember yeah, how he... In. They were like, remember how he bankrupt the dude that owned that football team with the Victory Tour? We're not going to let him do that to Just us. Edit, edit so, and but end. we're going like, to... What? I don't know if I've heard that story. Ooh. Yeah, you know, the Victory Tour did not make a profit, honey. Well, isn't part of that Michael's fault because he gave the money to fucking charity? No, no, that's not him. why. Because he got his share and gave his share to charity. The problem was that everything the brothers wanted, all that crap they wanted, all of their all of their excess, that tour was not profitable. And it literally bankrupt the guy who bankrolled it. Well, that's why they stay at the Hampton Inn. (laughs) (laughs) In the (laughs) meeting. Hey, Jackson Brothers, we would love (sighs) for you to be on the show. Listen, Wamba House, right up the the street. You'll be comfortable. Uh, But can we talk talk about We tried to make that happen. (laughs) We really tried to make that happen. That's to happen. We just we're just waiting. COVID. So, but can we talk about the one song that we have not talked about on this album, which is the actual like name of the album, which is History, right? Like History is that might actually be one of the songs that he probably should have made a video for. Um, That's
0: the one with boys. The men they would have enjoyed it that.
1: It is a. It is really a good song. It is a really good song. And that was the last song that he sang. I think he he switched that out. Um, On the tour, they were kind of playing with, what's the favorite song that he liked to end with? Uh, Yellow World or something? No, not Will You Be There. Um, Man in the Mirror? Man in the Mirror. So he was with Man in the Mirror. They rehearsed Man in the Mirror to be the last song. And they also rehearsed History to be the last song. Um, And History won out over Man in the Mirror. So um, what do you guys think about history the actual song history
0: i was singing history the other day while washing dishes and i think the melody is so catchy it's such a cliche michael jackson song everyday creator his story it's so sorry i mean he did exactly what little richard did for the magic
1: school bus
0: with history <laughs> he
1: did there's a gospel riff in that Mm-hmm. That I just love. Yeah. Every time he hit it, I said,
0: It's
1: the It's the chord change. It's a very subtle uh, a piano it's, riff. It's it's, it's, it's Andre riff. Crouch. Yeah, it's multiple in here. Yeah, like Andre is just the man. Oh, and and it's gonna only gonna in those, it, it's only in that bridge to chorus part, right? Because yeah. the verses are very gritty, like almost like privacy. Like it, the verses are very like. You know she got hit in the mid. She know, like it's very gritty, and then you transition into this very like calm, you know, bridge over into the chorus. So it's it's a really it's a really cool song, and um, I mean, of course, he lip synced it on the tour. You know,
0: yeah, he lip sync this when he, he came thing. out
1: with bunch the American flag? Mm-hmm. and all mm-hmm.
0: He had all the flags, I thought. He, he the American, had the he American flag. American
1: flag out hard. And all, yeah, and he had a whole bunch you of You bring that flag on out, Mike.
0: Well, that yeah. was when patriotism was a thing, and he was determined to be a patriot, and I get that. He was
1: such a patriot. Such I get that. I
0: identify with that strongly. I think Michael was doing a really cool thing when he was playing, like... He wasn't rapping, but I mean he was basically rapping he was he he was playing with um his a different voice that wasn't his traditional singing voice on a lot of songs and i I love that about the history song and I also thought about how often Michael deployed Martin Luther King clips in this era, yeah. and like how much does it cost? <laughs> uh, or was is it in the atv catalog and that's he just had the martin luther king clips on that
1: kings are very particular about that so you better call bernice and figure out Or you know what and you know what bernice follows me on twitter i could i might. but you know what i mean their mom was still around at this time and she had a relationship with the jackson so it might not have cost him a doggone thing i don't
0: know but he used it on the album and then of course it's in the song but in uh, the beginning of the history montage when he's in the spaceship uh, Martin Luther King pops up a couple of times at you know in portraits of history
1: he uses King, he uses X he uses mm-hmm. you know uh, FDR and yeah. all these other people he you loves know? the
0: Roosevelts.
1: he loves the Roosevelt and it blows me
0: I mean I, I <laughs> It blows me why he loved the Roosevelt's, but I get it. So, yeah, the bar is under the ground. Like, 25 years later, Michael, you would have hated 2020. You would have thought it was trash. I don't think he would have been a big fan of this because this is dark. I mean, he was a germaphobe. (laughs) Janet's on Instagram posting her cleaning bucket. Like, she up on Saturday morning cleaning her own shit. Janet and Issa are are cleaning. They got their
1: Clorox and Lysol white. And that's
0: what type... That's a sign of the times, y'all. Like, Janet absolutely can't afford somebody to come up and clean and i'm sure that she does have somebody to come to tidy up but the fact that covid is so real that yeah. we all got to clean behind ourselves uh, everywhere we his, go little,
1: his little play spot janet's hey. fabulous though i she love said, her she just, uh, she, uh, janet please be on the show janet. okay but wait a minute let's talk about the 96 19- grammys and call it a night
0: yeah, you were pretty upset about these
1: Grammys. Oh, can I say? Can I make a correction to myself really quick before we move on? I sure. I don't want to take I don't want to de- detract from the tour. So there were two songs that Michael sang on, start to finish. It one was "Want to Be Starting Something," and the <laughs> second was actually the J Five medley. Um, he sang. He actually. He, he said, said, I'm going to give you these snippets, the, the the old songs, old-fashioned way. So I just wanted to make sure I don't want nobody sending in notes. He about, literally been it. saying the old songs, the old-fashioned way since 1982. Yes. And, I'll and be so honest, I just don't you, want to uh, try to correct me. I'm sorry. If, I corrected if Michael
0: would have taken it out of the show, nobody would have been hurt. And I think he thought no. it would have been the end of the world. But honestly, we could have done without it.
1: 25
0: years later we didn't need it you didn't even have to worry about it
1: if you weren't going to bring them on the history tour which you should have done that's the thing
0: I hate watching him do it with the background singers like the bad tour hate it Dangerous. Why
1: he needed to get away from them? But I get that.
0: I get exactly why he had to because he would have been staying at the Hampton Inn <laughs>
1: <Riding> in <laughs> instead man, right? of
0: having a fucking panic attack in a twelve thousand dollar a night room yeah. in Mexico City. Mexico City. <laughs> twelve stacks a night. Michael paid for what for what to stay in a city for 3 days like that was that was fucking out of control and i think 25 years later he would have said you know i was
1: really right now <laughs> 25 years later, he would have maxed that AMX card again. No. That Bank of America would have been shut down. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Michael would have been at Wood Forest. No. <laughs> Michael would have started 2010 at Wood Forest. Okay. And hopefully, you know, after 02, he would have been, you know, back in the black or whatever. Is that, is black good? I think. Yeah. That's so what he would have been be. back in the, He would have probably been right back, you know, even. And then he could have certainly so
1: laid it and he could have took the Jackson five miles medley and We would have been fine. We would have been cool. I don't know why he kept trying to keep Neverland, but that's a whole other story. But, um, yeah. Let's let us wrap up history. History debuted number one in 20 countries around the world, including the United States. You Are Not Alone became the first single in Billboard's history to debut at number one on the Billboard Hot 100. The History World Tour became the highest grossing solo concert tour of the 1990s. Over 20 million albums sold, five Grammy nominations, and won the best music video for Scream. It won an American Music Award for Favorite Pop, Rock, Male Artist of 1996. It won a Guinness Award. Um, it had 11 MTV VMA nominations, which was more than any other music video. It Won the best dance video, best choreography, and best art direction of the VMAs. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he won some um, NAACP awards and Soul Train awards in there too for for this album. Um, I mean, it was it was a critical. It was a commercial success. Period. It was not Thriller but it was clearly a hit so the idea that it won one grammy like i'm not saying that that was wrong but you have to look into it that's all i'm saying how many noms eight grammy noms it, it had five grammy five nominations okay. it won one award now they have been on the hit for michael since bad Mm-hmm. Right. because they should have gave him something for bad and they did not Well, he should have won more for um, Off the Wall as well, but... Right. They've been hitting Michael. Like, Thriller was the thing they couldn't ignore, but then that also made them... His success made them want to ignore him because he was Black and too successful. So... I don't think...
0: Michael didn't do a Grammy campaign for his material the way that he should have. And what what I've learned is that people are very strategic in their campaigning, just like you are during an election cycle for anything else. You got to start putting ads saying for your consideration, you got to send stuff to the people who are eligible to vote. And being Grammy eligible means you have access to that directory. And You got to send everybody your shit and tell them how dope it is. And then they got to listen to it and say the same thing. And I just think in Michael's big ass budgets, he wasn't thinking about campaigning for the Grammys. I think... This was around the time where artists and a lot of artists still think this, that they're, you know, they're so pure that they don't they think it it should just be judged by the content of its character. And, yeah, that's great. But it's also um, a system and in a lot of ways, a corrupt system or an unfair system. But there is a system. Uh, to not necessarily game it, but to put yourself in a better position.
1: But okay, but don't the, don't the um, don't the music companies also have a say in this in promoting their artists for yes. awards? So yes. I mean, I'm not gonna sit here and say I don't think that that's what Sony did to push it. Of course they did, and I think that Michael, along with a lot of other black artists, were not given their due in these sorts of awards. No matter mm-hmm. how much whatever you are pushing or trying to promote yourself or trying to sell your, your piece, you're just not going to get, okay, let's just go down the list. 1996 Grammys, male pop vocal performance. You are not alone lost to a kiss, a kiss from a rose by seal. Now seals a black artist. And we talked about, you and I talked a little bit about how that's a bomb song. That's a great song. Um, that song also won, uh, Kiss from a Rose also won Song of the Year that year, and lo- you are not a long lo- lost to that. And I think the song that, deb- that breaks all of Billboard's historic records by debuting at number one, to not be given a Grammy, that sounds crazy to me. Something Dev- doesn't seem Dev- right in the sauce. Devil's Advocate
0: kids from Moreau's just bop harder. period Sorry, Mike
1: It's a good song. I'm not saying I'm not going to say it bops harder. I think they're very different. They're, com- they're the composition is different, the vibe is different, the mood is different. It was I, soft. Be- very very that they don't I wouldn't put them back to back on each other. I think they both hit in ways that deserved some consideration and some acknowledgement. I told you. I believe the Grammys won't going to give Michael nothing.
0: Yeah, I think they had already made him their golden child once, and they're not going to keep doing that. The only person who really got that privilege was Aretha over the years, but even Aretha got slighted. I think Aretha had a relationship with Clive Davis where she just started like coming with the heavy hammer and just like being really thorough with her campaigning and strong army people and reminding them that she was the queen of soul. And I think Michael wanted to do that, but he was very humble in a way that you know, just didn't play in his favor.
1: And, that, um, but that's my thing. Like, I think that, I think that, like you said, they they, they had already said, we got, we, we can't not give you whatever for Thriller. But then they chose to literally deny him when he was having literally the best-selling or top five or 10 best-selling albums every time he dropped something and all his hits were breaking records and we still are not going to acknowledge them. Like, I just, I don't trust the way the Grammys did Michael the same way. I don't trust the way they've done Beyonce. Um, I don't oh, trust man, the they, they do hurt. I don't trust the way they have done black artists and we can go back to little Oscar Richard never got, got one. Little, and Little Richard told them, you ain't, you ain't, you know, you trash. Like, y'all ain't never gave me nothing. Tootie Fruity. How was that not song of the year, the year that came out? What was said, that, what was that bopping in These fruity? are fraudulent awards. So it's like, if this is the measuring stick for you, we need our artists to stop making it the measuring stick because mm-hmm. they're not legitimate like you're it's a, so much political look at the people who are making the decision and have yeah. historically been making these decisions it's not it's not a it's not a legit award but i'm it's not nice. saying i'm saying like this okay best pop collaboration with vocals scream lost to have I told you lately that I love you? By Van Morrison and the Chieftains. But also nominated in this category was Mariah Carey and Boyz II Men for One Sweet Day. That Ooh, song that. was a hit. Babyface yeah. and John B for Someone to Love. Oh, and yeah. not James Ingram. And when you love someone, James Ingram oh, and Anita Lord. Baker. You mean to, and we all listen to. Have I told you lately that I love you? You mean to tell me that song was better than all of these other artists? Maybe the vote was split. Get out of here. Like, (laughs) come on. (laughs) The vote got split. It was too many good others. Listen, what
0: I've learned is how to become a Grammy voter. And to be honest, I don't think a lot of these artists knew how to be Grammy voters. I don't think their teams were stepping in on their behalf to make sure that they were whipping votes and talking to people that they at least knew that were grammy voters i just don't think i think black artists got boxed out of that pretty quickly because to be grammy eligible all you have to do is put out a project that has you know something like either 12 songs and needs to be at least 48 minutes like after that you pay your dues and if you want to be a voter then that's how i go um And all you have to do is put out one project. And so think about the ecosystem of music at that point and how white people had already saturated it. Think about that fucking uh, uh, old musical era that we were just talking about, all those composers and shit. At this point, they at the house, they not even doing, you know, they used to do the James Bond scores and shit. They just at the house. And you got Michael Jackson on the ballot every year or Beyonce, every year you know they pick their favorites they pick their favorites yeah
1: um, it, it's it's one of those things it's like you look back as I was looking at why he lost I'm not saying like all the awards he was nominated for he should have won I don't right. think that's true but do I think that there's at least one other he should have won yes I'm like he's I, he's too on a possible And I think that when you look at like album of the year, history was nominated and lost to Jagged Little Pill by Alanis Morissette. I listened to some of that album. It's not my vibe, but I get that it was I I get right. I was about to say I get that it's very it was very popular and I get that people liked it. It wasn't my thing. Um, but okay. That's what I'm saying. A- a- am I going to sit here and say he should have won all of them No, but you know, there are a couple here that are a little questionable. I don't Man. understand how scream didn't get a Grammy. That really it does. Did. It won best short film, short, uh, best music video, short form. It got a Grammy for that. Yeah. So what else do we want to talk about y'all? Um, so no, I mean, that was pretty much it. History is, it's, history is being appreciated. I'm not gonna say it's underrated. I think it is being appreciated today in a way it was maybe not fully appreciated well in depth the way it was 25 years ago. But 25 years ago, people did have some appreciation for Michael Jackson and the art he, he was putting out. Um, he couldn't have done it without a really strong team and the collaboration from many, many folks who believed in his artistry and him as a person. So um, 25 years later, it's still relevant. And I think that's all Michael wanted at the end of the day. Yeah, I think that, you know, history is, is one of those albums where on the surface, like if you aren't a Michael Jackson fan, you don't know the backstory, you just listen to it. You, you immediately know, first of all, he's not happy with something right there's something that has disturbed him to the core that he put out this music um and at the same time you have songs on it you you have songs like scream and and this time around and money and you know tabloid junkie that that clearly say you know says that he's not happy with with you know media and people around him or things that are happening around him but then you have things like you know it sounds like childhood and stranger in moscow that also shows that internally he also had a struggle so i think it's relatable to everybody on some level right we we've all had external factors that really disturb us but we all also have our own internal struggles that we have to deal with and in our, in our own ways. So um, it's it's a great album, and one of my favorite albums. I mean, you can't forget, it's a two-disc set. You know, you had the, the all of the, like Michael said, all the old songs, <laughs> all the one disc. So from the albums previous, Off The Wall, um, Bad, Dangerous, um, the hits from that album. And then you have this whole album of new content. And then even to go a step further, H- History in the Mix, which was Uh, to this day the most uh, successful remix album of all time um, where you had five new songs and then a bunch of mixes of of, of the the songs on history Um, it's a great album and you know one of my favorite albums from Michael Jackson for sure history was the first Michael Jackson
0: album that i had to seek out on my own he threw that second disc in there like it was a gift and um like it was something that maybe we weren't supposed to have and i think the controversy that uh, swirled around the songs as he wrote them out kind of gave it a mystique for me as a kid where i was just like oh this must be some really adult content that um you got to pay attention to and uh, the lyrics inside, with the artwork that he drew, they was just a whole different concept of, of artistry and a packaging for an album. And to know just how how much he dreaded it, and how dope it still came out, is uh, just kind of uh, that's crazy in and of itself. So, uh, history, uh, history, volume one. Past, present, future, we salute everything about you 25 years later. We are glad that uh, Michael birthed this project. Inclusion. And if you are a fan and you haven't gone through that whole track list, get after it. It's on iTunes, it's on Spotify, it's on all streaming services. Go listen uh, to Disc 2 for sure and, uh, and uh, hear some of the stuff we talked about today.
1: Everybody who's been rocking with us, we have a very different sort of view on Michael. We don't really sugarcoat things, and we continue to evolve how we feel about certain things he did or said or his art. And if you um, if you can appreciate that, we appreciate you. So thank you for rocking with us. And if you ever have any suggestions to us up or topics or shows, we'd we'll be happy to kind of bet through it, and we'll probably do it to be honest if you have any suggestions. But Alicia, thank you so much for your continued support. Um, we really feel it, and we're really excited and happy that you kind of um, have taken a, a lightning and an appreciation for our podcast. Man, it's it's, it's really dope. It's humbling because over nineteen years, to be talking to the air, and um, know, somebody who actually appreciated and kind of vibe with the So, thank you. So thank you. And um, if we could give you a kiss from a rose, would be uh, ideal. Think- but um, that's a great song.
0: <laughs> Not even in our Michael Jackson podcast. And a kiss from the
1: rose. You know how upset Michael would be right now if I mean, You know how. Midnight for many things right now. I think is a kiss from a rose is low on the list. You just sat here and said Michael deserved that Grammy, and you want me
0: to answer it?
1: That's why all on you. April 9, 1861, 1865, October 28, Statue January October 14, 1947, November 10, 1989, The Berlin Wall comes down. Many had a clam, it's been quite a slow, and everywhere that man went, the would shoot
0: sure to go. Some men s- see things as they are and say why. I dream things that never were and say why not. That's one small step
1: for man, one giant leap for man.